This week on the Push Pull Loads podcast, we talk about possibly two of the worst diets. Also, why you shouldn't stress if you've missed two weeks in the gym. Three, two, one. Dan, you're doing the base shot challenge. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Dammy. And me, Tom Hall. I don't even know what the hell I, I have literally no idea if I pronounced it correctly, so <laughs> don't know. What is it? Um, it seems to be a dance. Uh, I won't be dancing. I think it's a, I think it's a dance. You, I will um, not be dancing. I mean, correct us if we're wrong, straight off the bat. Um, we're kind of, yeah, what are we, 28, 30? Ish. 30 mate now thanks for reminding me <laughs> Dan's older than me if you didn't know um, like good well you're a year and a half now aren't you mm. yeah my hairline's 21 and a half years older than you <laughs> um, yeah crazy but yeah how's it How that's that's just a subject we haven't even talked about like uh, I've just kind of let it go absolutely fine that's why that's why we're coming down this weekend actually just to celebrate just to your, me. Yeah. <laughs> celebrate your 30th how's it being 30 Dan it's just exactly the same. Is it? Just a little bit more depressing. Life's just a little bit more depressing. Um, yeah, nothing. Nothing changes, mate. Nothing changes. No, not really. Except you really notice that you're definitely not young anymore. Like, I think when you're 29, you kind of hope you are. You kind of feel like, oh, maybe I still am a little bit. And then now I'm like, no, I'm just on the road to being old now. I feel like when you're in your 20s, you're like, you're just slowly getting less young. Whereas I think when you get to 30, you just you're getting old now. Like you're just getting older. Slowly you know I mean? getting less young. <laughs> yeah, like that's how I describe it to people. Like there's a there's a difference though. There is a difference. Like you just become slightly less immature and you're less young, a bit more adulty. I think when you get to thirty, you just realise you're just getting old and you're gonna die. I don't know. Anyway, that's a great podcast. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, let's go. You're mature anyway, Dan. Yeah, you're super mature. You're the mature one out of all of us. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm grumpiest, I think. I think people that are grumpy <laughs> just tend to be classed with the mature um, mm. card, but yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, mate. Um, what's been going on this week? We have uh, had Easter. Did you enjoy yeah. your bank holiday? Yeah, it was It was long, though. It was, uh, it's four it days. It was long, long wow. What on, what on your friends that came down? It was long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had two friends come visit on Saturday and Sunday, but... Um, by Monday, I was ready to get back to doing work. I was just a bit, like, restless, you know, like... I don't know, I had this chat with someone today, actually. He, he owns the gym that I, that I train at now. And um, we were chatting about, like, being self-employed and, I suppose, in our industry and stuff. And I think there's a real case of... Like, I like being busy. I like doing work. I know I need to relax a little bit more. But at the same time, I don't need that long off work to feel relaxed. Like, I don't... I can have a day off a week, and I feel fine. Like, I feel pretty relaxed with that. Because I think because when you're self-employed, you choose when you do your work. It automatically feels like you work a little bit less than other people do, even though you probably hours-wise, you might even work more. But because you get to choose when you do that, it feels as though you don't need as much time off. Like, I genuinely don't feel like, like, over four days, I was like, by Monday, I was just like, okay, I'm ready to do work. Like, I'm just, and I was cracking on with stuff. I started doing stuff that we talked about before we came on air. Like, I just did it because I was like, my my brain's fresh. I feel good. Um, and just interesting phenomenon, like, I think, with, with our industry, being self-employed. Uh, well, you're not self-employed, are you? You're fucking making... You're raking it in. 
but, uh, but it was <laughs> I'm working for the to, man <laughs> yeah it was interesting talking to the guy going to the gym and it was just a bit like don't get me wrong like sometimes you know what you do it does it does feel like a job but then there's there's times when like I said because you because you pick your own hours a little bit more and it can be flexible it, it does feel that you're yeah I don't know you're, you're you're you don't need as long to recover I suppose I get what you mean. I I certainly took less holidays when I was self-employed, so I don't know whether it was just a case of I picked my hours a little bit more. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't but, know. I think, I think I think being a trainer in a gym is a bit different as well, because I think if you're a trainer in a gym, again you like leave your workplace. You leave yeah. if you go, you leave, and all that sort of stuff. So not going to that place of work is quite relaxing. Whereas for me, I like kind of- going back in today, recording this on the Tuesday. Everybody was like, "Oh, why, why didn't you work Monday or Friday, Tom? Bank holiday." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're a trainer. I was like, "What? You're not working like normal?" Like, no, no. But people are off. I know. I'm people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it is weird. It's just a weird, weird thing, and I think it's so, something that. Been there, done it. Don't need to. It's okay. <laughs> I'll survive without those two days. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You earn the right to not have to go in there. Uh, Plus, all your clients are away skiing. One hundred percent. All my clients are away anyway, so yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I'd be like, "Yay, come in here for nothing." Good. Um, yeah. But those are the first like that's the four day stretch. That's the most time I've had off this year. Oh, believe it or not, even though you mm. seem to think I go on holiday like every other week, um, I have not actually booked or had any holiday this year yet. No, you just only work three days a week. I just yeah, just don't go four in. day a week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've just done by twelve. Um, but yeah, so that is that. It was quite nice. It was good. Obviously, I didn't. I just didn't go in. I didn't book it off holiday. So. All HR will be on me. Um, I'm sure after this weekend, though, I'll probably need fucking days off. But uh, no, never after mind. This weekend, you're sort of yeah. full of joy. Yeah, Tom. Tom and his girlfriend are come and visit. Yeah. Bath. So <laughs> all we're gonna do is come play with Isabel and then ignore you. Basically, yeah, we're take, we're taking Laura out and then yeah. uh, that's about it. Don't blame you. I don't so blame you, mate. That is it. My Genuinely, friends. don't blame you. <laughs> um, right, um, with, well, I'm going to sieve through these questions very quickly. I did put a post up very belatedly um, as I was leaving work, um, and uh, Dan reposted because I couldn't remember. I because I, we recorded on a Monday the last like few times, and then I was like, we we kind of just have our like intuition that we were like, yeah, it's definitely on. It's definitely def- definitely back to normal Tuesday. It's absolutely fine. Um yeah. but I know you don't went back holiday Tom you just said so. Yeah I know. Um <laughs> so there there's a couple of questions that are, are ridiculous. Um or one that's I mean I it's not I'm, like our listeners to ask ridiculous questions. So <laughs> yeah of course. Uh, how many calories could Tom Hall eat in an hour? Which is I think uh going to your Easter uh, calorie challenge, isn't it? Well, that would be an interesting eating challenge. I would like to see you do an eating challenge, Tom. Yeah, that I think, would be interesting. I, I got a lot. I got again a lot of shit on this one, and I was like, <laughs> "It's all like I said." We said, "I said to so Mike, paint yeah. the picture for people who haven't haven't watched it on this show." If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. Yeah, there you right. go. Uh, you know, but, but you haven't um, enticed them, have you? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Basically, we did a ten thousand calorie Easter challenge, and yeah, now we, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, we had an hour to eat yeah. ten thousand calories. Yeah, obviously, this is the thing. Everyone, like, someone even commented on the video, like, "Why does Dan even bother trying to do these?" Well, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's to show people like what a normal person next to Mike eats or what they can eat, and like this is where people don't quite understand these challenges because ten thousand calories in a day is easy. I've done it. I've done it. 
I did it when we did the we did when mine in a day it would be so easy. And like, but people fail that. People are like, oh my god, I can't eat anymore. I'm stuffed. Like, like Jamie Alderton failed ten thousand calories, I think, in a day. And there's quite a few people who failed ten thousand a day. They just they because they just can't for whatever reason they can't eat it, right? So I'm like, well, I'm trying to do that. Mike's doing it in an hour, and I did like two thousand eight hundred calories in an hour of just pure, pretty much pure chocolate and a couple of um, other things. And it's like that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Like, and obviously, it's nothing compared to Mike, but um, yeah, it, chocolate is the hardest thing to eat a lot of. It's so sickly, and your mouth just, it just your body shuts down. It doesn't like eating too yeah, much. Yeah, too much. Um, there and, is, isn't, isn't, is it like, it's not hearsay that there is a lethal dosage of chocolate, isn't there? Isn't that for dogs? I don't know. <laughs> Mammals, I thought. Maybe. Basically the same. Well, we? you're, you're a little bit more feral than me. You must have a lethal dosage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it was um, it was it was interesting. But um, chocolate is definitely one of the worst things to um, to try and have. I mean, I, I've said it before, but I'll happily do an eating challenge. Just got to do a date. So. Yeah, it's like it's like that thing of like, I, I've I've been with you before. We've had burger and chips and a side and a milkshake, and it's like you feel full and you feel good and you've had two thousand calories, mm. but it's. People think that they, they just look they at it. They think that's it, right? They think, oh, I can do that four times. It's like, no, <laughs> it's not the same feeling because you don't feel like you don't feel hungry after it. Like, so I don't. I, so in answer to that question, uh, I don't know how many calories I could eat in an hour, but more than Dan, I'm gonna say. So well, I'll just put it to the test, Tom. I know exactly. That's, that's gonna be the most pitiful eating challenge ever. <laughs> Mike yeah, just going, Mike. what the just hell? It's <laughs> going there. We we've got yeah, basically, or maybe it's a team. Me and you have to try and equal Mike. I still wouldn't. I guarantee you now. Like, <laughs> can we get like we'll get Laura involved as well, Vicky? All four of us would yeah. be great. <laughs> then we might be okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, question number two: How have you put up with Dan for so long? Well, um, the other way around. What the fuck's that all about? <laughs> I actually know this is one of your clients. Um, Who? Uh, I believe it's Wholehearted Seventeen oh, on uh, Instagram. Yeah. She, yeah. She's getting more hip thrust in a program. <laughs> Alicia, if I'm and, not mistaken. And more, and more cardio. And more cardio. Whoop. I'm actually going to get lean. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's because been... I'm an absolute delight, Tom. That's why. <laughs> three, three years of this show plus now. And uh, in life, five, six years? Yeah. Five and a half to six years. Mate, that is ridiculous. Goes, goes back, and we, we. All I'm saying I, is, in that time, who's aged more? <laughs> me, uh, <laughs> me. Therefore, who's more stressful? Um, me. But yeah, also we probably haven't had a week go by. Very sad that we probably haven't spoken to each other because of this yeah. show. It's even How worse, sad is that? That's oh dear. Um, yeah, and then also we. So there's there's a slightly more serious question, um, which I actually want you to answer because Chloe, bless her heart. Um, and I've had a go at this, this before. So, um, Chloe is also one of my clients, sometimes. Um, she is a very good osteopath client called Doug Tannehill. I believe you know him. Um, I think she also trains a bit of boxing with a guy called Greg. I think you know him as well. And another guy called Scott. So, it's four trainers. So, the question is, how many PTs is too many PTs? Is there such a thing as too much of a good thing? Four. Have you tried online training? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I heard. Uh... <laughs> I know. I, I do know one. 
currently got spaces for somebody who doesn't. Yeah, be, um, yeah. I mean, Chloe, you 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 know my uh, my opinion on this. Um, I feel like it's sometimes too many cooks will will spoil the broth. Hundred percent. Even though who eats broth these days, though, Tom? Who yeah. eats a broth? No one really eats broth these days, do they? And, <laughs> and how hard is it to spoil a broth? Like, it's uh, not really pretty, hard, is it? Pretty hard. Um, so I feel like it's you can kind of see. Um, especially so boxing is a speciality I don't do that I've done a course I'd love to see you box but uh, <laughs> I've actually boxed with this client as well previously um, but not not as in coaching just we just scuffle obviously um, <laughs> but obviously Doug's a therapist um, namaste and all that osteopath stuff um, and then yeah I'm an S&C coach-ish personal trainer Basically, um, I'd suck this and see. Yeah, I, I would probably get rid of me, um, but apparently Doug trusts me, so that's why she's with me. Uh, <laughs> Pity the fool, but yeah, I can I can see the validation of all your coaches, Chloe. Um, but I mean Dan's opinion, I don't know. Would you have? You, I you you sometimes obviously send clients maybe to talk to me or to talk to another trainer or something like that if you want them to do something but if you could do it you'd do it yourself right yeah i think there's obviously benefit of if you're an online trainer of having someone that you can you can send a trainer you can send people to to, to kind of give them once over and stuff like that because online training it, it is obviously geared more towards the nutrition aspect and the which is accountability kind and, of essentially what me and doug do to each other so i would send for rehab and then he'd send for SEC. yeah and that's where like it, it kind of works. And like, again, with the boxing, you kind of go, well, yeah, that's again, that's okay. Also, again, with, with Greg, mean, I also prep some of his clients for S and C as well for boxing. Yeah, so. so it's kind of like there's a carry over there. And, and I think, you know, like so with, with if you've got an osteo or physio who like more will do more fix you kind of thing. I, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. I, I just think it's a extremely nice problem to have. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it I mean, is good from that point of view. But I think you would have, in my opinion, you would have one overriding trainer who deals with the majority of your stuff. And that would probably be as much as it pains me to say it, Tom. <laughs> um, and then he would like write your overall plan. And within that would be right. Where does the boxing session fit in? Right. Greg goes or whoever it is, goes and does that boxing session. And then if you get injured, right, you need to go and see the physio or osteo to sort that out. And you know, whatever, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, that probably be my advice. Uh, make sure that you have one that you probably spend a bit more time with but who does your main programming. But That kind of relays into how we would have been dealing with it athlete-wise, mm. if we're honest. That's how we yeah, feel exactly. we're yeah. in football, yeah. right? So the S&C coach would desire the whole meso or macro. I think you're, I think you're also cycle. very lucky that you've got trainers around you who aren't afraid to refer to people who know more than them. I think a lot of other trainers would be scared to lose someone to someone else, so they, would, they wouldn't refer out. And actually, the fact you're surrounded by trainers who are happy to refer you to people who know more than them on certain things is obviously a benefit. It means you trust them more as well. So, yeah, um, yeah it's not always a bad thing. It's just, like I said, make sure that they all sing off the same hymn sheet and you're not I think, you know, one of them's not like fucking keto or whatever I think that's massive for even trainers that are getting into into the companies as well because um, it's very nice because I've recently I've had a couple of people ask to shadow what I do you probably don't want to it'd just be awful awful training with my clients but it's nice in the fact that I've got trainers as well who will ask me questions and then I'm far more likely to refer my clients back to them after maybe I've seen them or basically pushing them back towards no no I, I'm, I, I don't need to see you you can go see this awesome trainer that's been doing stuff really well um, it's like as a referral network 
Um, I don't think that's, yeah, I think it's pretty good for new trainers to start doing that as well. Especially if you're going for maybe a more accomplished, experienced trainer for advice, the more likely you're going to get a bounce back client from that person as well, um, mm. if they are full. So it can be a good network to have. Be nice. Be nice. Um, yeah, and then uh, final question, mate, was, um, where was it? was the Bay Shallow Challenge, but we don't really know that. And um, it was talking about fruits, but we're going to talk about that in a bit. No, we talk about it now? We're going to talk about that now. Um, yeah. Basically, apparently, Beyonce only eats fruits and vegetables now, which is which is a vegetarian, right? Or is no, that... No, that's not, no eggs and stuff, right? Just fruits. Is vegetarian. That, uh, vegetarian would be no meat, Tom. Yeah, I know. Vegetarians but, still eat eggs, don't they? Yeah. Milk well, Is that stuff. what that means? Vegans. Only, only fruits and veg. Is this vegans? No, yeah, well, no, not even vegans, is it? Because you're it's, not even eating fucking anything else. What's the, the what's the mad ones that uh, only eat stuff that falls Fruitarians. off? Fruitarians. Fruitarians. Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that, isn't it? They, they only you can only eat things that are naturally dead. Uh, naturally dead. Naturally dead. <laughs> that means roadkill. Uh, no, you can't have that. But if something dies of old age on the road, like uh, fallen from the tree or something. Yeah, like fallen, it has to have like fallen from the tree. It can't be picked. Can't be like, pulled. Fruitarian. Pulled off. It can't um, be pulled off. There's there's one in Notting Hill. Um, I know that. There's a there's a girl who de- who tries to date uh, Hugh Grant in Notting Hill. That's a fruitarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she was real cool, wasn't she? She was real cool. That. Dated Hugh Grant. I can't cool. remember the. Uh, I can't remember. The, I saw a post with it, but I can't find it now. Well, we can just we can talk about the most. Uh, well, there's two ends of the extremes, and as, yeah, as our resident care. nutritionist, <laughs> um, we'd like you to talk about the carnivore diet, which is essentially just eating all meat, and then maybe the the fruitarian diet. Um, I mean, both are just absolutely obscene and ridiculous. Like, why would you do? Why would you go from like one extreme to the other? I don't understand how people think that's healthy. Like, I don't understand it. Like. We got to where we got on the food chain because we not just because we ate fucking fruit and veg that fell off a tree, like ridiculous. Anyway, and the other <laughs> one I hate as well is this whole argument of like, oh, we, we you know you we eat the milk of other animals like we're the only animal that does that. No, we're the only animal that has access to do that because we're smart enough to do that. I think a lot of other animals would do it if they knew how to, but they're not fucking smart enough. One because they don't have thumbs to do anything, you know, to fucking actually milk an animal um and two like again they don't have the resources available to keep to like keep it or to give it to their young or whatever but anyway that's another argument for another day and then the whole fruit and veg thing like again if i had to pick one if i had to pick one carnivore fruit and veg diet i pick the carnivore diet because it sounds more fun 100 like, <laughs> percent. Um, so I, I feel like i don't i realize this is a dumb way of thinking and it's probably just been laid on to me by lots of uh, awful advertising and people being this. I feel like you would be more health, more healthy. You'd be healthier on the fruit and veg one than the carnivore one. I don't know, though. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I, I feel like I'm confused. I feel like I don't this might know, be somebody getting at I think, me. No, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of animals in the world that just eat meat and they, they thrive. There's also a lot of animals in the world that just eat fruit and veg. Well, no, exactly. But which ones are we more like? That's the, the, that's, that's the, the whole like, hunter argument, right? The, I don't, the, the yeah, eyes I don't, are on the front of the head, so I, therefore I don't, we hunt. Like, no, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't. And obviously we've evolved to to like thrive off both. I think that's the point, is that we can thrive off both. But um, I do think that there's an element to... And I hate that whole thing of like, 
an elephant's bigger than a lion and an elephant just eat leaves. Oh, you shut up. Like, that doesn't mean that the protein in plants is better, does it? You know, like, you hear that stupid argument, don't you? Um, but no, if I, had to, if I had to suggest which one I think humans would thrive on more... I think thrive's a strong word, mate. Survive on better. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, I, would, I would probably guess... I really want it to be the carnivore, but I actually think there's probably more humans in the world that just eat fruit and veg than just eat meat. Yeah. I, I don't know what that says about it, though. If that means it's good or bad, if there's just more fucking idiots out there. I, think, I don't I know. Think that, I think that what that says to us is we're based off the research or the evidence suggests that people tend to do that more. Um, but probably not for health reasons. I don't... I, so the only reason <laughs> I'm going to sway more towards the fruit and veg, but only because... This is like rock and hard place, isn't it? It is, mate. It is definitely. <laughs> Only because I just think, I just think that again, with all that you just said about research and evidence and stuff, I, I think that there's probably a little bit more to suggest that fibre and fruit and veg is a bit I, better for I, us. I feel like you know, just, loads just, and loads of just because of like, yeah, maybe the micros and some of the vitamins and minerals might be more apparent within. But luckily, we don't ever have to make that decision. We, like, we, the we, the we obvious decision is to, to go somewhere in the middle and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but that's not the game, Dan. Come on, mate. I know it's not we the game. We live in extremes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I love extremes, to be fair. Because that's, <laughs> that's the best way to, to yeah. that's the best way to put your, your point across on Instagram yeah. is extremes. Um, 100%. But yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's a funny one. Like I said, if I had to pick one, just on taste alone, it would definitely be me. Right. Yeah, I think you. I would. I wouldn't miss my grapes as much as I'd miss mistakes. No, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. But then I think I think you're, I, I think can't have wine. Gut, can I? I think your guts would though. Can I have but, wine? No, obviously if I have not. The fruit, not fruit and veg one. You can drink blood from an animal. I mean, that'd be all right. All right, yeah, blood and milk. But you can't yeah. even have milk, mate. Can you? It's from the animal. Was that the... Uh, I'm lost on meat. these details now. No, Come on, I meat. need more no. parameters. It's not yeah, me. Because like, if a lion kills an antelope or whatever they kill, it's not going to fucking suck on a tip, <laughs> of it, is it? It just eats it. I don't know. Well, it doesn't, does it? You've seen on David Attenborough. I've not watched Our Planet. Like, they, just, they just kill it and they rip it to pieces. They don't yeah, fucking sit there and... Some milk. They don't squeeze its teeth, do they? Get all the milk out. I guess not. Carnivore, meat only, mate. Meat only, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought that it turned into another game where I thought you were just kind of suggesting that I was allowed to have anything from the animal or anything from the plants. So well, therefore, no, if there's anything from the animal, then it, animal wins hands down because you got yogurt, cheese. Every you got your fucking your steaks got cheese on them, and you, you're laughing. Like, you've got <laughs> um, so I think I'd be fine with that. Yeah, that's very true. So it'd have to go through some sort of process, but you'd be okay. Process, Jesus, crazy, mate. And eggs as well, don't forget, from chickens. Eggs come from chickens, so... or And other birds, I believe, and reptiles. Mm. You'd be all right. Yeah. It's an interesting game, though, isn't it? What diet would you least like to have? Probably that fruitarium one. <laughs> the fruitarium um, one? I don't... You, well, I, yeah, I don't... I, yeah. I just wouldn't enjoy that. Just veg. Or, or like if it was just raw veg as well. You know, people like to take it even further to the extreme. Like, ridiculous. Um... Like the raw vegan types, but yeah, I can't. I, I, you can't get excited by just like, oh yeah, just like I got some, some, some oh, gr- grilled yeah. broccoli just sitting there. Yeah, we've got a lovely Ooh. fruit salad. Yeah, nah. Nah. said no one ever. <laughs> Doesn't happen, does it? Um, it's nah, a shame. Right. But we've also just come out of Easter, mate. So we need to talk some about some post 
post-Easter nutrition, how to recover from uh, what you've just been doing. Also, it's kind of holiday season, so we can start talking about that. And I think what can happen in your training as well, and what you actually don't have to do um, if you've been doing your training correctly. Um, maybe not just following uh, what, mm. what you ran in about earlier. You, pe- people not progressive overloading properly because they're copying people's workouts, Dan. Oh. Yeah. I copy mate. your workouts all the time. No, you don't, because I don't post them anymore. I know you don't post them. <laughs> so boring, mate. I, I, I know. You, you got rid of your artsy one as well. I'm going to do that. I'll bring that back. Yeah, I might start. Um, I might actually start filming more workouts now I'm actually doing them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that might that might change soon. But yeah, I did. Um, so I sent. Uh, I've got an email list now as well, by the way. I send out loads of really good content on my emails. So uh, if you wanna, I'm not subscribed wanna, to that, mate. If no. you want, no, don't subscribe no. to it. I don't want you on it. Can if I reply? You, but, Can you no. reply to it? Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, but please, everybody that's listening to the show, please reply. <laughs> yeah, but if you basically, if you go onto Instagram and you click the link on my bio, you can sign up to the email list and you get, like, cool emails from me. And it, actually, to be fair, like, I was a bit worried about doing it initially. I only started it to get practice at writing better and, you know, I don't usually write good. So I wanted to make sure I write good. Um, Dan's also and, learned how to screen record on his phone, yeah. so he's Yeah, he's you doing know, that. you saw that as well, right? <laughs> so, um, so I initially started it as kind of like a way to get better at writing. And actually, already, it turns out that I've had quite a few emails people saying that they're, they're good and that they enjoy them. And they're actually already well-written and stuff, which is really good to hear because, you know, people have said they're easy to read and they're funny and entertaining. And, well, I mean, that's debatable, but... Um, I don't put that content anywhere else because, again, it's not the kind of thing you would write on Instagram. People wouldn't read it. It's no ab pictures or anything. But it's easy to read and easy to understand and stuff like that. And basically, the email I sent out yesterday um, to the list was um, about Easter. And it was about this whole... The, the conversations you overhear all the time that people have and, and, and like trainers as well love giving their opinions about stuff or if you're going to eat this many eggs you need to do this many burpees to burn it off or you need to do this workout or you shouldn't have any eggs or you should have loads of eggs or you should be eating whatever you want and it's like do what the fuck you want you're an adult like if you want to have an egg have one if you want to have 12 have 12 if you don't want any don't have any but it's this whole thing around and I went into quite a bit of detail in it not in a boring way either I actually told it it's quite an interesting story so if you want those emails, <laughs> link in bio again. Um, no, but, um, no, you, you got code for it as well. Okay. Yeah, code, code my. <laughs> it's about how people like view themselves and you as like equals on the social like spectrum. So like people at work and stuff, if they see you not eating eggs, for example, they try and like bring you down and they'll try and make you eat eggs and stuff like that because you're trying to positively change what you're doing. Chocolate eggs, yeah. They yeah, chocolate eggs. Yeah, don't don't be eating hot <laughs> eggs at Easter. A waste of time. Um, if you're doing that, that you're seem to be bettering yourself, and they kind of view you as equals, and they're not, they don't want to change themselves. They're lazy. They can't be asked to change. So they try and drag you down and sabotage you a little bit. And then there's also the other people who are like, um, who you are eating an Easter egg, and they're like, oh, should you be eating that? And you're like, fuck off. Like, do you know, like all that sort of stuff. But anyway, um, and it just got me, yeah, it got me thinking about Easter and, and the whole process. And again, it happens with holiday seasons. Christmas is the same. Everyone's telling you like calories are in this and how to burn that off. And how it's just like you're a grown adult, do what you want, enjoy spending time with, with family and stuff like say so a few days of overeating chocolate ain't going to do you any harm. But likewise, not eating any chocolate at all is also not going to do you any harm. Like yeah. you can do what you want to do. Um, yeah, it just annoyed me because I know I've had clients message me like, oh, this, is, this person said this or so-and-so is putting pressure on that. And I'm like, it's scary how 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 against change some people are, but they instead of changing themselves, they just go out their way to stop other people 
on their journey and on their ch- on their whatever they want to do. I hate journey, it's cringe. Um, on their like you know their goals for their physique or whatever it is, and they try and you know whatever that person does is is not it can't be right. Like if they do have eggs, it's like should you be doing that? If they don't have eggs, it's oh why don't just have them and all that. Um, people seem to have an opinion on what other people are doing so much um, to the point where they affect that person's day or mood, and it just. It's a bit shit, really. It kind of relates into the whole uh, don't let 5% of your like habits yeah. like change 95% of your actual life outside of that, yeah. Um, you don't really need to. Mm. It's, it's just a decent weekend. Decent weekend, decent chocolate, load it up. By the way, if you, I went into Tesco today, everything is half. Well, this is the thing. Everything is half price today. Um, get in there right now <laughs> and it's mad it was great so I picked up an Easter egg for myself um, ate it on the way home mate a good solid 500 odd calories and I do agree I did see a post the other day Easter egg chocolate does taste different it does taste different it does taste different yeah. I can't remember who posted it now but I saw something I was like I've been on this for weeks mate it does it is better yeah but I don't like agreeing with you someone else said it <laughs> I agree with um, yeah no it was um we had um, we had like some limp bunnies and some and I just basically stole Isabel's chocolate. Um, she doesn't actually eat loads and loads of chocolate. To be fair, but also I obviously had loads of chocolate left over from the Easter egg challenge. She's, so. she's been intuitively eating, obviously. Yeah, she has. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, I obviously had like seven thousand calories worth of chocolate left over from the challenge video. Yeah. So we've been like eating that slowly. But um, but yeah, no Easter chocolate. Easter egg chocolate does taste better. Whether it's like the I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but it is. Maybe it's just tapping into childhood. I don't know. Because uh, my parents still, yeah, I'm 28. My sisters are 30, no, 30, no, 29 and 31, 30, 31, yeah. Young then, young. That's young, that. <laughs> um, yeah, and we still get about three or four Easter eggs from our parents each, <laughs> which is uh, very sad. Um, also, one of my sisters also has an on-running Easter egg hunt with her boyfriend, and it's been going a year. There's still an Easter egg in their house that they haven't found. Mental. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> it's just Bruce. It's not a big house. Um, it's just she's really sucky at trying to find stuff. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Just I I do like Easter egg chocolate. It's great, um, but it shouldn't ruin anybody's. If anybody's gone to some sort of weird diet plan over this time, then it's just it's, it's just do the normal things. It's borrow calories from somewhere else. Enjoy that like Saturday Sunday of actually eating stuff, or maybe the Sunday to Monday. Um, borrow the calories from. So it's it's actually what I did. Um, mm. Believe it or not, I went, I tracked my calories from last Friday through to the Friday before Easter. I dropped down to about two and a half thousand calories, knowing I'm, I mean, I'm in about a deficit of about maybe a thousand a day. And mm. then I enjoyed myself and ate a load of eggs. Yeah, it's just one of those things where people would like said they stress about it far too much. Obviously, if you're prepping for a show or shoot or you know, you're prepping for something else, it's a little bit different. But most people, what happens is, like you say, you undereat the week leading up to it because you've got plans, you've got things going on or whatever. You don't actually eat that much chocolate compared to what you thought you were going to um, because the novelty soon wears off. Um, and it gets to like say day four, and you may, like say maybe you've eaten say five hundred to a thousand calories over your maintenance every day for four days, right? So three and a half thousand calories, whatever it's stored. And again, if you took that, if you took half of that off before and the four or five days before, but then afterwards, people seem to forget that you're full of energy and that you're probably gonna have a really good week week of training. Like use that energy to fuel your training. Don't just feel that you have to, like you say, suffer and that it's a bad thing. And I, you know, there's so many ways that you can do it. Um, 
yeah, I just, it just, I mean, like you say, Instagram's full of fucking every infograph going about what you should be doing. <laughs> it's just a bit ridiculous, isn't so it? So true. Um, and kind of looking at it from the training angle, you probably might have taken like a week off or so um, if you went away or two weeks off, especially when the holiday season is coming up and the uh, was it personal training collective stuff and the PTTC um, put out a, a cheeky little uh, infographic, Dan. Cheeky, was it? Cheeky. Um, a graph, not really infographic. Um, essentially what they are really I don't know well that's what they're called isn't it yeah. but, so can you so in 2017 there was a study based off uh, a bunch of people basically not training so essentially going on holiday not training I got asked this the other week when I when actually we went home for Easter and they're like oh yeah you're going away so if you got a gym in the building I was like I don't know I don't know whether there's a gym in the hotel like oh but that's what you do I was like yeah you're a teacher imagine going on holiday and then finding teaching class class. <laughs> and going to a classroom um, and then setting up everything really really fun isn't it he's like no no it won't be I was like well then people don't think about that do they it's so funny <laughs> I was like yeah yeah not, it's not happening is it you're not a teacher class in Greek Oh, absolutely fine. Um, very strange. So, yeah. And so they talked about body composition and uh, strength, basically. So one RM leg pressing. Um, so you've got a baseline standard. Um, then they had, they did a four weeks of resistance training. I'm hoping most of the people on this, apart from me and Dan, most of the people are listening to this show have probably completed the last four weeks of resistance training. Um, and then they stop for two weeks. Okay, so obviously you've got a baseline strength and it probably increases with the training four weeks of that. It does happen, Dan. We know that. Mm. Um, our clients show it more than we do. And then uh, <laughs> then two weeks off, which is essentially, it's called detraining on here, but what is it more probably commonly known as? A deload. Um, yeah, if, yeah. We're, if we're <laughs> at a uh, real intensity. So uh, two weeks off, but like, oh, Jesus, that's like half the, half the meso cycle you've just been doing, mate. Absolutely fine. doesn't really matter. Um, and the, what, what, what was the thing we used, what you, we would have learned if we did a personal training qualification on something called reversibility? That you would have just completely lost all your gains. So is it, is it, is it something about two weeks, post two weeks, reversibility can, can apparently set in, according to research that was done probably in, I don't know, the Tudor times. Um, so with, with a lot of their, with that, okay, so that would nullify tapering for any kind of event or any kind of performing, I don't know, sport. Um, so essentially two weeks. Two weeks is when when you start to lose your gains. So the actual thing when you 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 came back to training after two weeks, um, the one RM increased. Magic, isn't it? It's almost Funny like that. you had two weeks of eating and resting, and mm. it did you some good. Um, and just I bet this is only on leg pressing, but yeah, it's who would have thought it? Who would have thought it that it actually went up? <clears throat> Yeah, I I don't think there'll be a loss of muscle mass. You might lose a bit of, say, I don't know, tone for the want of a better use of, like term. Um, you might not look as good as you were, maybe, but you might look a little bit fuller, I'm going to yeah. guess. Um, I've got one client, and I really hope she listens to this because she's just been <laughs> on holiday for two weeks, and she was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to lose all my progress. I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> like, go and enjoy it. Eat loads of food. Don't worry about it. Um I think people get too far too stressed about not training. Like I, again, I think I. Oh, it's going to sound fucking cringe again. I think over the last sort of like six to nine months, like who have you been I, hanging around with saying cringe? I know. I don't know. I know. You, no, you're just with like fourteen-year-olds. You've been no, hanging this around is, with. This is a bit cringe though. 
Is it like the six to nine month journey that I've been on? <laughs> no, I'm not saying journey, but like over the last six to nine months, like I've I've kind of really not stressed about the gym. I'm really not been going that much. I've been doing bits and bobs all over the place, but very unstructured, very very um, loose, and really not training to any intensity particularly that that often. And like my physique hasn't got worse. Like it's. If anything, it's it's probably in fact, people I'm seeing. I've not seen for a little while. Oh, you've gained some muscle. Like you look bigger. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe not. Like you know, my weight's kind of maintained where where it's been for for the last sort of few months. But I think that's why when I speak to clients, I'm like, don't stress about it because I'm like, I know because I've not fucking trained for six months. Like believe me, I've not been doing anything that hard or that structured. <laughs> and like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, and yeah, it's easier for me to like say don't panic and all this sort of stuff. But because I've seen it in myself where the people that I'm coaching, I'm like, you're in the same similar position. Like you've got, you've made good progress. You've pretty good strength. And they're like panic about missing a workout. They panic about going from five days a week to four days a week. I'm like, I've been doing two days a week. I was like, trust me. I was like, nothing bad happens. And like, I'm getting, I get people say you still look good or they say, oh, you look good. And they might just be being nice or whatever. But genuinely I'm looking in the mirror and I don't think to myself like, oh, I look shit. Like, I'm, I'm all right. I'd obviously love to be better, but I think, Clients don't believe me when I tell them that. Like, I'm like, no, genuinely, like, don't worry about missing a workout or going from four to three or having a week or two off because I know it does nothing. I know, I know. Like, this isn't just the science that says it, which we know it says it. I was like, but I know also myself. But like I said, I've not been doing anything properly for a long time. Eating, even eating, like people are like, oh, I missed my protein by twenty grams. Well, I've missed my protein by a hundred grams for quite often. Like, <laughs> don't you know? Like, I mean, people really stress about it, and I think. As a coach, I've really gone over the last six, nine months of just removing stress from people's lives and going, you're stressing too much about training. Like, training is something to be enjoyed for you. It's something that you, you know, you actually want to facilitate and we want to make sure it's optimal. But it should be optimal for your life and for not stressing you out and all this sort of stuff. And if you miss a session and it causes you to feel very, very anxious and stressed, probably need to fix something there rather yeah, than there's, there's something there's something else that's happening uh... yeah rather than thinking <laughs> oh i must go and train let's address the anxiety and stress around the fact that you've been to the gym four times a week and you couldn't make your fifth session and you feel bad about it that needs looking at because you you're fine four sessions a week you'll make great progress yeah. um and obviously you know you, you've probably seen it with clients in person i know i certainly have I remember seeing some clients once a week and then they do one other session of the week they said they'd do whether they did or not and they make progress physical they made physical change yeah they might look after their diet a little bit better whatever but they were still probably drinking they were not hitting their protein where they were i wanted it to be hit but they did one session a week of resistance training and they started improving then they started doing two and again a lot of pt clients would only do two maybe three some of them and i know they weren't in the gym any other times and they were still making progress and i think that like i said the one thing that i i really try and focus on now with people is just to go calm the fuck down like one extra session is not going to make a massive difference. It could even break you. It could even make it worse. I feel like uh, you have to go through that journey, though, Dan, and to realise that. I hate that, <laughs> but it's so true. I, I feel like we, we've we've been there where we've been like the the five days a week guys and been like, yeah, we're gonna do this, 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 this. Yeah, smash it. Oh, we missed that. Oh, we got to catch up. We put it on the end of the next session, and yeah. we've been there, but we've come out the other end of it. Um, so it's it's kind of like I've, I realise it's not like oh we've made the mistake so you don't have to yeah guys uh, but you can make your own mistake like 100% um, I, think, I think that's the thing I think with a coach as well I think it's um, 
you're still going to make the mistake. You just get over it quicker. Yeah. And I think you still need to make it to learn from it and to have that feeling and the sense of what it is. But I think like where, where my clients maybe have got that feeling for six months, we had it for maybe two years or, you know, whatever it is. And, and it kind of helps you deal with it a bit better. But my God, do some people stress again, like over the weekend, oh my, my gym's shut at midday. What am I going to do? I can't get to the gym. Well, don't <laughs> like, go for a walk instead with the beautiful weather. Who like, complains that their gym's shut at midday? Oh, do you know, it's just like some people are just. You can I was, see I was, I was mad that the shops were closed on Easter Sunday. It's just, mad. it is ridiculous how <laughs> stress about this stuff. Like, maybe I'm just, I am getting old. That's what it is. I'm just getting old. But like, I think people, you are. People stress about things. Like again, with training, you think about how many training sessions you're going to do over your lifetime. Um, and people have this assumption that more more is better, and it's like it's really not. Like not more is not. I think within a training program is I think people have got to identify that rest, sleep, nutrition, training, even just those four things. You've got yeah, they're all kind of equal. Um, and, and again, they all need to be in like caveat. ballparks as well. Like there's yeah. no magic. Again, like magic your numbers. Missing your protein by twenty grams. Fuck off. Like you must be joking me. Like you know, it's it's all that. Sort of, oh my, my carbs went over by twenty grams. But, but, but I bought my fats under. Well, then you're all right, then, aren't you? Like, and yeah, it just it's just funny how I think. But and and I'm not even talking about people who just want to lose a little bit of weight. Even people who want to do photo shoots and stuff. Like, even people who want to go to a little bit, and again, they stress about stuff they don't need to stress about. If you're doing a bodybuilding show, I understand there's level, levels of stress that are a bit higher, but even those guys could do with relaxing a little bit about this sort of stuff. And I think people assume that it's just for generic weight loss people, people need to stress less. But I think everyone, regardless of your goal, like, it's, it's mad. It, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. This has gone to a bit of a rant, hasn't it? There's <laughs> a shock. Is, so is, I meet a rant. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a bit mad, um, but yeah, that, that kind of that research and our what we're saying is that you can chill out, have two weeks off, and you're more than likely if your nutrition's been very similar to how it was retraining or in around those ballparks as Dan's mentioned, you're probably going to come back stronger that you put in the work previously. It's only four weeks from those people, and they've come back with a stronger one RM leg press. Only four weeks. That's like yeah, six weeks of your life, and you could get a bigger leg press. Yeah, that Dan. Think about your deadlift. Could be bigger. Six weeks. I know, mate. It needs to be fucking bigger. It, it, it so. will be bigger. Don't worry. Um, so I think the last thing we need to just cover, mate, was we had a lot of chat on the back end of the last show on, the back on end. our um, yeah about the sweet choices. Well, uh, I've never no, had number I've number never one. All right, I want to go straight out there. I did not make that list. Okay. Yeah, got crucified, didn't you? For that, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was like, "No, Tom didn't do it." I, was I like, didn't do like, this. I realised it didn't have any quotation or who, where I'd stolen it from. I just screenshotted the list, and somebody sent it to me. It was not mine. Yeah, you like, got killed, man. But that was easily the most um, interaction the most that Dan's ever, ever had. To <laughs> like, you know, whenever I say to someone, "Anyone got any questions about, like, you know, nutrition, health, anything they want to know about?" Right? I Wait, might get four so or five funny, questions. Yeah, if I'm yeah. lucky, right? This one, I must have got 70, I think. <laughs> it's quite fun. It is funny. Like, usually we get some decent questions for the show if we ever put out those little posts if we're on time. But like, it's like... Yeah, like <laughs> chocolate one, the chocolate one went a bit mad. So here we go. So I, 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 I know. Where is it? Let me, um, let me find it. Because I've got to go through the, some of the choices because some of the choices were incredible. Some of them were absolutely bloody horrific. Yeah, and I mean, I, mean I, I, I can flick through mine as well. So I had, I had, oh my God, yeah. 
I had over, I had over eighty-five responses, and like guys, I want that kind of response to questions for like, <laughs> like if you've got any question at all, fun. let me know. But like, your opinion on sweets is is vital and it's very very important. I understand that. Um, so here we go. Here are some of the best ones that we had. Um, those fizzy bubblegum bottles. So they got like votes. they got a lot of votes. Five or six from yeah mentions from people who sent it to me. Um, so I got those. I'm sorry, but white mice are not up there at all. White they don't mice count. Are terrible. Sweet. That's the worst choice you can make in the world. Um, Haribo straws was was another popular one. Do like a straw, to be fair. Um, and these aren't really pick and mix, so they don't count. But Percy pigs and so Cat- yeah, that came out about three or four times for me. Which and we we totally didn't even because we were in the the realms of pick and mix, weren't we? We were kind of thinking just pick and mix the kind of. What are they, Candy King things that you see at like I don't know, either Tesco's or or the basically movie tr- like stuff, right? If you go to the go to the flicks, Dan. I just, you I just had it. two people say milk bottles and get the fuck out. I, I like milk one, bottles. One of my clients. I like milk bottles. I like milk bottles. Um, <laughs> round trees, randoms, but they're not pick and mix. They're just no, sweet. They're not pick and mix. Um, so yeah, um, a, a good another honorary mention for Maoam sweets in general. They will got a good. Very I like Maoam sweets. We like them, but yeah, the response was absolutely overwhelming. To be fair, <laughs> on that. genuinely, because I, I, I started, I started putting them out on my story. I started putting out people's responses because yeah, I yeah. only get like ten or so, <laughs> giving my opinion on their choice, and I had to stop because my Instagram story was getting too full up. I was like, people aren't going to watch this. I was like, it's too many. <laughs> um, so I just had to give up in the end. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who did vote. Um, maybe th- we should. Do you know what we should actually do now, Tom? Is we should actually do our own now. Like you know how everyone else did theirs. We should thing. actually do our own now and get people's opinions on them. I think. <laughs> In fact, I might do that right we, now. We could do that. Point. Yeah, e- that can be easy. I can send you that. Be easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of like the. the I, I had to ridicule one of my guys, Henry, um, because he kept on going on about those like soft, fluffy things, like the soft mushrooms. No, all those no. kind of sweets. Uh, and then, then, then I had to share his because he went at me at what's on WhatsApp as well. <laughs> I was like, "What are you on about?" I was like, "All these, I was like, no, these foam sweets. That's what it was. Big advocate no. of foam sweets. I was like, not a fan no, of the foam no, sweets. They're not, they're not good. Jelly babies, yeah, pink and blue fizzy bottles, blah blah blah, veggie Percy pigs, strawberry milk bottles. No, mm. um, yeah, all over the place. And yeah, raisin chocolate raisins." No, I'm sorry, but that doesn't count as like. A... See, see, this is where we we need uh, to pick. We need the revel thing as well because that's what I said. I was like, "All right, what is your favorite revel?" They're like, "Are revels still going?" I was like, "Yes, they're still going, but that's that's you've got to know what your favorite revel is before you say chocolate raisin." Mm, yeah, not cool. Not you've got to be able cool. to rank the revels, which we'll do on another show. Um, mm. Yeah, mate, um, you can do your own god tier, whatever, to crap tier. Um, yeah, but we'll be done with this episode. Wonderful. Finished. Yeah, you, you got any uh, any other business, mate? No, no other business. No, no other apart business. from I will be down in Bath, annoying Dan, for a weekend. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. It'll be all right. Um, Thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. See you later.